Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, kids. This is Risk, the show where people tell true stories they never thought they'd dare to share. I'm Kevin Allison, and every Thursday we release these special episodes that we're calling Classic Risk Singles. Each of these episodes features just one story from our earlier years. If you're new to Risk, you should know that the podcast can be very uncensored. This week, a story by Elon James White, who's written for The Root, Salon, and The Daily News. This story first appeared on the podcast in April of 2010, and it's called An Eye for an Eye. It was uh, my freshman year of high school. Um, I actually, it was, it was the first day, and I, had, I was actually in school. It was, a, it was a thing, because I was at Art and Design High School. And that was a big thing in my house because I had gotten accepted to di- two different schools. I had gotten accepted to art and design. I had gotten accepted to Brooklyn Tech. And I decided I wanted to be an artist. And my grandfather told me to go fuck myself. <laughs> he didn't think that was a great idea. <laughs> Nor did anyone in my family, in all honesty. Uh, they, everyone decided this was a terrible idea. This is like, they, why, why go to Brooklyn Tech? You can, if you want to diddle or, or draw, whatever you call it, um, you can go like, like be an architect, do something like that or whatever. But I didn't want to do that. I wanted to be an artist. I wanted to, I wanted to draw. I wanted to, to, to show my art to the world. And, uh, and I actually won that fight. I won that fight. I, I made a decision. I just said, I'm going to go to art and design. And they let me. And it was amazing because it was the first day there. And I, I'll tell you right now, I wasn't a very cool person <laughs> in general. Don't judge me by the sweater vest. But then I was terribly uncool. Uh, and I remember I thought that high school was going to be the big thing. I was going to just totally change everything. I was going to be awesome. It's going to be great. I was in Manhattan because I'm from Brooklyn, and it was, I had, it was my first time to travel to Manhattan by myself. It was amazing. It was, I, everything was going to be spectacular. And I remember seeing someone in front of me. Uh, there was this very hot girl. First day of high school, hot chick. I'm like, this is what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, 
and it was this young lady in front of me, and like I, just, I thought she was very attractive, and obviously a lot of people thought she was very attractive because I could hear dudes behind me t- like talking about her, and they were like making bets with themselves, like, oh man, I bet you can't get a number, I bet you can't get a number, and they were going back and forth. The one of the dudes actually got up, went down there, and he got her number, and I was like, holy shit, it worked. Uh, I didn't know that. Like, this is gonna be high school. You just walk up to girls and they just give you their number. It's gonna be fantastic. Um, and so that was that. We were all we were all uh, in a room in the auditorium because uh, that first day they overbooked Jim, and so they decided that half of us got to go to Jim and half of us didn't. I was like, thank God, I'm not very athletic. Um, so to find out, a few weeks later, I ended up in the same class as the hot girl in front of me, and her name, just like mine, was Elon, which I found very strange. Uh, and it was cool, we got to know each other, we became friends, and another dude became friends with us, his name was James, which is how I go now, which is all very strange, just the idea, this Elon, there's James, and we all became cool, and now you have to understand, James was in love with Elon, absolutely in love, and now you have to also understand that James was about four foot three, uh, and she was like five foot, it was like bad, like, like, like he was really, really small, and he was just in love, just constantly professing his love all the time, and, and he would tell her about, like, because the dude, like, she was dating, the guy who, the first day of school, he was like this, uh, a junior, and, like, he was like, why are you with him? You want, what do you think a junior wants with a freshman? It's ridiculous. You want me. You want me. And I, and he would complain to me about this all the time, and I, one day I just was tired, I was like, dude, relax, okay? I was there the first day, dude, met her. It can't last. It was a bet, okay? He only went down there because it was a bet. Just calm down, wait your turn. It might happen. About a day and a half later, Elon walks up to me and goes, hey, um, did my boyfriend ask me to go out with him on a bet? And I'm like, what? Um, <laughs> I don't, what? And she... And she asked me again, and I, and, and I, 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 had, I had the decision to make. I decided, am I going to tell her the truth? And I was young and stupid, so I told her yes. It wasn't, I mean, that was what happened then, but I'm sure he loves you now. Like, that's what I, I threw out there. So, so you have to also understand that, that her boyfriend now, whose name was Quan, was also six foot four. And I was still not, I was about 5'2". I was like tall for my, my age at the time, but 5'2", 6'4", it was not a good thing. And so then, like, he finds out that, like, I told her, and all of a sudden it becomes a thing, and I'm running around school, because, like, my freshman year, not very good now, because there's a 6'4 dude who wants to kill me. And it, it was cool for a while, like, I was able to dodge him, I was able to go down hallways when I saw him, got away, it was fine. Until they re-put uh, put Jim back on... <laughs> And we were in the same gym class. And so now when everyone's doing laps around the gym, I was doing 17 laps because I'm running from dude who wants to kill me. And, 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 and it, wasn't, it wasn't pleasant, if, if you will. Like, just understand, not pleasant at all. So one day, Elon comes up to me and tells me that she wants me to deliver a note to Quan because she's not going to be in gym that day. And she says, whatever you do, do not read this note. Do not read it. And so she walks away, and I immediately read the note. <laughs> and it's a breakup letter. She's breaking up with Quan, and she's having me deliver the breakup note. And so I had a decision to make. <laughs> do I tell her, I read your note, and fuck you, I'm not bringing this to him? Or do I decide just like, man, and just like take it over? And as I said before, I was young and stupid. 
So I deliver the note to Quan. And I give it to him in gym, and I just take the hell off. You know what I mean? Just like running around doing my 17 laps as I normally do. And things were, things were unpleasant, as I said before. And one day in the locker room, like, like I don't think you understand, understand 14-year-old boys. We're idiots. All right, we're just fucking around, just doing dumb shit in the, in the uh, locker room. Like someone took down a fire extinguisher, we're shooting it around. We're just like, ah, it's hilarious. Um... <laughs> And Quan, his locker was in the very back of the locker room. Like, mine was in the very front. And I remember him, he called me over. He's like, hey, hey, come back here. And I said, no. <laughs> because that seems very stupid to me. And he said, he asked me again, come back here. And I'm like, no, I'm, I'm good. I'm going to stay over here. And it was at this point that Quan pulled out a gun. And now, I know that you all have heard of the whole idea of fight or flight. You know what I mean? That idea like when you're in, in, with intense danger, you will do something. You will, you will either fight for your life or you will run away. And at this very moment, I learned that my fight or flight response was to stand perfectly still. <laughs> that is what I do. I don't know if I was a chameleon in another life. I don't, I, I don't know what my plan was. But that's what I do. I just stopped. And literally, I, like, I was, half my jeans were off. So like one pant leg on, one pant leg off. And I'm just standing and just freeze. And he fires. And he misses. And at that point, literally, I, it was like slow motion. I was like literally like, really? He just missed? Like, like literally, the, let's go back. Like, how is that possible? But guess what? I don't move. I don't, I, I don't move because that's too much like being bright. I've told you before I wasn't bright. And so he fires again, and the next shot hits me in the face. Now, I don't know if you've been shot in the face before, but it's terribly not fun. <laughs> so literally, I, like, it hits, I know something's happening, I throw myself out the door, just immediately just throw myself out the door and start yelling bloody murder, okay? Just like, and I'm yelling out his phone, like, Quan Golden shot me! And people are like, what did you just say? Quan Golden shot me! And like he runs outside, he's like, no, I don't know what he's talking about, man. Nah, see, no, we were playing with paper clips, right? And we hit a, he got a paper clip, hit him in the face, and that was his story. <laughs> this is what he told everyone. So they bring me inside the nurse's, room, uh, uh, nurse's office that was like really right next to the gym. And you, I don't know, like I said, you probably haven't been shot before in the face. When you get shot, like, because it went into my eye. Uh, and when you, one eye closes from trauma, the other eye will immediately close thereafter. And so I couldn't really see a lot. I just knew I was hearing people freak out. And so I heard someone actually call my mother while I was in the room and I was laying down and no one knew exactly. They heard, they, I said I got shot, but no one believed it because my eyes were just shut and I just, and, and you just can't believe a kid who just yells to get shot, I guess. Um, and they call my mom and they say, this is the actual conversation that happened. They go, good afternoon, Miss White. Hi, this is the High School of Art and Design. I just wanted to let you know that your son has been shot. <laughs> and now, I couldn't hear her, really. I could just hear like the... And they were like, oh, oh no, oh no, in the face. <laughs> this woman obviously had never taken counseling. <laughs> and so I said, can I speak to her? And I had been laying down the entire time. Laying down, I wasn't uh, uh, really paying attention. I was like just really trying to deal with being shot. And... I got up for the first time, and when I stood up, I leaned forward. And when I leaned forward, for the first time, blood started to come down my face. And in the room, the entire room just starts yelling, Dear Lord, he's bleeding, he's bleeding! And my mom is still on the phone. 
And so I get to the phone, and my mother, obviously distraught, um, she goes, oh my God, are you all right? Are you all right? And my response was, well, besides being shot in the face, I'm fine. This is how I realized that at one point I would become a comic. Um, because that was my response. And so they, everyone freaks out. I get taken out by ambulance. Everyone's like, the hallway's in line. They're staring at me. Everyone's freaking out. I hear people on the, on the, on the, on the uh, walkie-talkies yelling, White just got shot. White just got shot. Which just sounds weird. Um, <laughs> and so I get, I get taken to the hospital. And they find out I was, what he had was an air rifle. That was that actually shot like it was for, like it's for hunting or dumb shit like that, and it shot a ball into my head about this big and bright orange and metal, and it went in and had it hit me in the temple I would have died, and had it went over a little bit to the uh, to the left I would have died. It actually lodged itself right in my skull, and so they had to, like, they saw, they found out what happened after the X-rays and everything, and then they were able to take it out with a magnet. They actually pulled it back out, and it caused trauma going in and caused trauma going out. So then they came to my mom, and they gave her a very, very tough choice. They said, hey, we can hope that your son's eye heals so that he, that, like, it, and it'll be fine, but if we do wait that long, there's something called sympathetic ophthalmium, which means that hit the bad eye will actually start to take vision from the good eye, and he might not be able to see ever again. Or you can choose right now to have the eye removed, and he will just have one eye for the rest of his life. My mom said, I can't make that decision. And she gave it to me at 14 years old. So I had a decision. Do I decide to be blind, or do I decide to have one eye? And uh, for me, it was a pretty quick decision because I was 14 and terribly vain. I don't know about you at 14. Maybe you guys were just all like, like, like saving the world and shit. But I was, I was worried. I was terribly worried. I was like, well, if, if, I, have, if, if, I, if I go blind, I'm going to have like the weird fucked up eyes, aren't I? And, I'm gonna, and people are going to just be able to obviously tell I'm blind. That, well, that won't be cool. But if, I, if they just take it out now, you mean I can get like a prosthesis and, and, I can, and I'll look normal? And they're like, yes, for the most part, you'll look normal. I'm like, fine, take the shit out. Like immediately. It wasn't even a question for me. Like, I'd much rather just have one eye than fuck... Oh, besides the fact that I might be blind. And uh, that's what happened. Till this, uh, this very day, I actually have a prosthesis in my face. And some of you might not uh, be aware of it, but yes, I actually have... It's this side, just in case you were wondering. Um, I have a prosthesis. And it's a decision that I never really regretted. It was really ne never necessary. Because I realized that it was, it was in fact, that now, now that I'm not so vain, I know the smart decision was to actually have the eye removed because it would have sucked to be blind. I don't know if you guys, anyone blind here? No, good. Um, it would have sucked. Uh, and, uh, and my mom has always backed me on that decision. And for that, I am internally grateful. Thank you very much. That's all for this week's Classic Risk Singles episode. Now, don't miss out on our regular full-length episodes. There's a brand new one every Tuesday. And everything you might want to know about us is at risk-show.com.